February 25th. And thank you for tuning in to As Told by Aquarius, the podcast where I like to talk a lot of shit and I know how to back it up. Now we're going to hop right on into the words of wisdom from the universe because the universe be universing. And it reads, if you are in two minds about how to deal with someone who has let you down badly, try putting yourself in their position. If you can recognize that you've been in that position yourself in the past, maybe you won't be so hard on them. You are currently 100% correct, universe, because I am currently in two minds. I feel completely neglected by a specific human, and I'm trying to decide whether I want them to feel the neglect that I currently feel on the inside. And I know I ain't going to do it, but just the idea of having the thought to be petty like that makes me feel better. So on last week's episode entitled The Way She Wants It, the poll question was, what is your love language? And we had a strong 50% with quality time, 25% said acts of service, and another 25% said words of affirmation. I'm surprised nobody clicked food because it really is a love language. Like how could I honestly and truly possibly know that you love me if you're not feeding me? Like, duh. Now, I recently met an awesome Scorpio who's currently doing a very deep dive into the world of astrology. And while explaining all of this to a bunch of people who were actually taken aback by how aggressive she was, she said something that piqued my interest. It was kind of like, how can you expect the planets to not have an actual effect on you when the sun has the ability to provide you energy from its rays and the moon has the ability to lower and raise sea levels and create tides? If it has an ability to do such things from so far away, how can it not have the ability on how you feel, you think, or you act? And after that, I immediately wanted to snap and clap as if I just heard the best spoken word poetry ever. Now, one of her overall goals with doing a deep dive into astrology is to pretty much be able to either one, predict her future or to be able to predict the best outcomes for her in certain situations. Now, I like the idea of being able to predict a better outcome for a situation, especially if you're having trouble of deciding on what to do. But I ain't ready for all that, y'all. I am still trying to learn and properly understand the basics of all the zodiac and astrology shit like at one point you only thought it was just one sign and now you got your big three and now you got your top five and then you got a whole ass chart that's accompanied with it and then when you read the breakdown of your chart it'll be like the aries is in the fourth house the fourth house what happened to house one two and three and then secondly who built these damn houses in the first place now today we are not going to figure out who built these houses because that's a lot more energy that i need to give that i don't want to but we are going to attempt to understand what they mean in general now my quest to find a new water bottle to take to the gym as well as find another $40 book for $5 and five below, I came across two astrology books. The first is called The Magic of Astrology and What Your Zodiac Sign Says About You and Everyone You Know. And the second is entitled Write Your Own Horoscope, Follow the Stars, Design Your Destiny, which completely aligns with what the Scorpio was talking about. So I'll be pulling pieces from both of these books as well as whatever I find on the interwebs to help us better learn and understand the basics of astrology. And here's a quick little disclaimer. We are learning about the basics of astrology together. Meaning, I probably picked the topic that I wanted to talk about days or weeks ago. However, I've only researched this topic maybe the day before or the day of recording. I want all this information to be just as new to you as it is to me. You getting it raw and uncut and probably a little bit confused as well. But we learning, right? That's what we do. Now, my first question originally was, what was the connection between zodiacs and the houses themselves in the first place? And it says... Each horoscope is divided into 12 sections known as houses and the planets that sit within them. Each house rules a different area of life, which oversees various parts of a person's life, such as money or friendship or sex, etc. 
The connection is to marry the meaning of the planet and the sign it occupies with the area of life that it's described by the house it falls in. Now, even after reading that two or three times, I still felt a little bit confused, but I put it together like this. Each planet has a sign and each sign lives in a particular house regardless of what your actual zodiac sign is. And I say regardless of what your actual zodiac sign is, because if you listen to the episodes where I went through my chart, it particularly tells me that Sagittarius is in my first house. However, in the chart that just plainly tells you what planet and sign belongs to which house, Sagittarius is in the ninth house. So you see how that can become really fucking confusing. So for house number one, it is ruled by Mars. Its connecting sign is Aries. And this house is called the house of self, which represents first impressions, appearance, the body, attitude, identity, and approach to life. Whichever placement is in your first house will be most pronounced in your personality. Now the second house, which is ruled by Venus with the connecting sign of Taurus, is called the house of personal values, finances, or possessions. This house represents daily routines, money, material possessions, priorities, habits, jobs, and your work ethic. And according to my chart, Aquarius is in my second house. Yay, me. The third house is ruled by Mercury with a connecting sign of Gemini and is called the house of communication. This house represents the mind, thinking, talking, siblings, social activities, neighbors, early education, technology, and travel. Now the fourth house, which is ruled by the moon with a connecting sign of Cancer can be called the house of home and lineage or the house of identity and roots. And this house represents, as you can guess, family, self-care, emotions, foundation, mother, children, women, the home in which you come from, the home in which you hope to make for yourself, and femininity. Now from my chart, it says that I have Aries in my fourth house, which means I put a lot of energy into my home and family. And after reading that, I'm wondering if I didn't experience any family trauma would I be more invested in family or the idea of family than I am now? Questions that boggle the mind. House number five is ruled by the sun with the connecting sign of Leo and can be called the house of pleasure or the house of creativity. This house represents romance, love, affair, play, creativity, your inner child, joy, self-expression, and drama. I'm so here for self-expression and the inner child that this house possesses. Like, I feel like a lot of people need to get back in touch with their inner child. Like, just because you're not a kid anymore doesn't mean you can't do it. Shit, go take a coloring book and sit down and color. That is probably one of the most stress-free things you can do in your life. Now we have the sixth house, which is ruled by Mercury with the connecting sign of Virgo and could be called the house of work and ritual or the house of health and service. This house represents health, fitness, analytical nature, work habits, organization, sense of usefulness and service given. Now on to the seventh house, which is ruled by Venus with the connecting sign of Libra. This house can be called the house of partnerships and relationships. Now not to restate the obvious, but this house represents relationships, marriage, contracts, business partners, equality, sharing, and interpersonal style. Now, no wonder I'm in no absolute rush to be in any form of a confined, exclusive relationship. Because according to my chart, this shit ain't even in there. It makes sense. It's all making sense now. Now, house number eight, which is ruled by Mars and Pluto with a connecting sign of Scorpio, is the house of sex and transformation. Like, who, who came up with this? Like, who put the connections together? I wanna know, I really wanna know. 
This house represents merging, sex, intimacy, inheritance, mystery, mental health, birth, and death. Like if someone would have blindly read me what this house represents, I would have automatically guessed Scorpio. Now down the line to house number nine, which is ruled by Jupiter with the connecting sign of Sagittarius. This house can be called house of adventure, travel, and learning, or the house of philosophy. This house represents travel, wisdom, philosophy, higher education, law, religion, cross-cultural relations, learning, and ethics. House number 10 for the win is ruled by Saturn with a connecting sign of Capricorn and can be called the house of career and public persona. This house represents structure, careers, long-term goals, status, reputation, public image, masculinity, men, fathers, experts, and fame. Now house number 11, which is ruled by Saturn and Uranus, it's always Uranus, with a connecting sign of Aquarius, can be called the house of gatherings and crowds or just simply the house of friends. This house represents community, networking, social justice, collaborations, humanitarianism, blah, 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 technology, hopes, wish. <laughs> oh, the tongue tiedness is serious. Humanitarianism, technology, hopes, wishes, and the future. Now, last but not least, we have the 12th house, which is ruled by Jupiter and Neptune with a connecting sign of Pisces, can be called the house of mystery and intuition or the house of endings. This house represents ending, healing, closure, love. This house represents endings, healing, closure, spirituality, spirituality. This house represents endings, healing, solitude, spirituality, Closure, karma, old age, afterlife, suffering, reckoning, and evolution. That should just sound like the pure end of days. And I got a Scorpio in my 12th house, so I don't even know what the fuck that mean. Like literally, after reading everything, what does it all mean? Like I understand what the houses mean, and I understand what the zodiacs mean. Which one of those representations overpowers the other one is the question. As well as, since Pisces represents the 12th house, and in my chart, it says that I have Scorpio in my 12th house. Does my Scorpio now replace the Pisces when it comes to reading it? And does the representation of whatever the planet means still align? Or does that shit go out the window too? Like I totally understand why people keep it surface level when it comes to Zodiac and astrology because I feel like I'm about to do so much more reading than I ever did in college. Especially since I went to school for graphic design. I was just making pictures and shit. But we gonna figure this out. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm taking this as a challenge that I have officially accepted with the intent on being able to understand and easily explain the basics of the Zodiac.